Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're listening from. So glad you're back this week. And I want to ask you a quick question. What would it be like if I could give you a tool that would allow you to stop ruminating, allow you to make decisions earlier, quicker, and with confidence and clarity, and would literally provide so much clarity for you in your life that you would never have any question about any decision that you make. So if you're ready to ditch the overwhelm about making decisions and the paralyzation that comes from the fear of making the wrong decision, listen in to today's episode. I promise you, this one simple tool has the power to change your life. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. We are heading into Thanksgiving. It's only a couple days away. Um, actually, if you're listening to this when it drops on Wednesday, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. And I know if you're like me, which I think most people are hopefully abiding by what the scientists are saying and and how we're being guided, um, Thanksgiving is going to look a lot different this year for my family, and it might look a lot different for your family as well. And I know that is making me really sad. Um, usually we have a big family get together either here at my house or my aunt's house, and we always have so much fun and just the laughter and the energy. I'm someone who I feed off of other people's energy. And I think that's been the hardest part of COVID from my perspective is just not being around people and family. And and I just got a call this morning that my college-age daughter, Hannah, was exposed to COVID and... Obviously, I'm super concerned about her and worried about us. And so now we're trying to find testing sites and trying to figure out how and where she can quarantine. But it, you know, I just feel so um, scared and frustrated. And it's just, this is getting so, so difficult. I just hope that however your Thanksgiving looks this year, that you are doing okay and that you're making the best of it. And while this may be the craziest, oddest Thanksgiving we've had in a while, I think I'm also trying to look on the bright side. There are definitely some silver linings. One is I don't have to cook a huge meal. I don't have to clean up. And I think we are actually going to go to my mom's and do a socially distant outside lunch, turkey dinner, 
at her house. So um, it's going to be small and easy and simple. Not a lot of effort like most Thanksgivings take, and we still get to enjoy each other. So I'm hoping it'll be a great day, and I'm wishing the same for you, my friend. So what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are talking about the power of your values. So why are we talking about values? We did a prior podcast episode with Sunny Osborne where we spoke about values and how important it was for her to discover her values. But I really wanted to dive in a little deeper. And here's why. As we're approaching the holidays, as we are finding ourselves maybe overwhelmed with COVID, maybe getting triggered at work, maybe getting triggered by family members during this time of year. I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, but my my husband's a therapist and um, starting today, actually, right before Thanksgiving and all the way through the end of Christmas is his busiest time of the year, which is so sad. It's so sad, but, you know, there's so much that comes up for for us as individuals, um, for us at work during this time of year, usually we're doing year-end reviews. And there's just so many triggers that are happening in a normal year. And then you add on top of that a global pandemic. And the global pandemic fatigue is definitely sinking in for most people. And I'm raising my hand because that's including me. And, you know, I think it's just important to acknowledge it. And what happens is when we're getting triggered, typically, not always, but typically one of our core values is being either dishonored or violated in some way. So, you know, when you're heading to just, let's just say normal Thanksgiving dinner and your mom says something about how you're... I don't know, maybe she's rubbing her finger on the table and noticing that there's dust or that, you know, I know my mom, my mom can sometimes um, ask questions, but they're really statements of like, hey, would you like me to help you organize that drawer? Or, you know, would you like me to help you organize the pantry? And that's always basically her way of saying like, hey, um, your pantry is kind of a mess. And you know, and I revert right back into being a child instead of responding like an adult because I'm triggered. And, you know, for me, that value is around freedom. And, you know, I I really don't want anyone telling me what to do or how to do it. And a lot of that has to do with my value of freedom, which is why in the workplace, I did not do well when I felt like I was being micromanaged because I really value freedom. So I thought it would be really important to have a conversation and to re-engage about the conversation around values for this very reason, because a lot of us are going into, whether we're doing it on a smaller scale, whether we're having a Zoom Thanksgiving or, you know, kind of whatever our holidays look like, We're probably going into a time, based on my husband's practice, which tells me it's true, that we're going to be easily triggered. And so I thought it would be really important to talk about our core values. And not only that, not only to deal with kind of how we're getting triggered, 
right now, but also just how do we move forward in life? There's also so many people that have been furloughed, have lost their positions in corporations, or maybe their own entrepreneurial businesses are suffering because of COVID. And people are really at an impasse looking to make a change in their lives in some way, shape, or form. All of us are in the midst of change. And your core values come into play, and we'll talk about why as we dive in. So I love this quote by Gandhi that says, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, your values become your destiny. So I absolutely love that because it's such a great place for us to start this conversation. We've talked about why it's so important. And it's because our values really do become our destiny. It is the compass in which we can make clear decisions. We can make those decisions quicker and easier. We can stop all the ruminating. All of a sudden, you know, the kind of the paradox of choice when there's too many choices, sometimes we can be overwhelmed. We can get paralyzed by so many choices. Will your values really become the tool in which it narrows down all the choices because you're only going to make choices that are in alignment with your core values. So in essence, our values really help us understand what it means to be true to ourselves. And when we honor that and we really show up for ourselves day in and day out and we're making choices that are in alignment with our values, That, my friend, is when we feel fulfilled. That is when we feel energized. That's when we feel like we are in flow. That is when life is good and we are just on the high road and we are just feeling great. That really is the essence of happiness, is when we are in complete alignment with what's important to us. And so often, we actually don't question our values or we don't even think about what our values are. Oftentimes, and I, I, I know I spoke about this in the previous podcast episode with Sunny, is so oftentimes our values are inherited. So we inherit our family's values. And then what happens when we get into our 20s and even into our 30s, we start feeling this restlessness, um, kind of this unhappiness at a core level. And we don't always understand why. And part of it is because our lives maybe look a lot different than our parents' lives do. I know mine does. My my mom um, was, she worked so hard, but she stayed at home as a stay-at-home mom. And so for me, her value of family looked a little different than my value for family. And what happened for me is I started kind of feeling that rub in my 20s and 30s where just things didn't really sit right with me. And I I felt restless and I felt unfulfilled, but I just didn't really understand why. And I wish, I wish, I wish I would have hired a coach back in my 20s or my 30s because I think I just would have, it would have alleviated for me so much kind of internal friction and rumination and unhappiness, it would have just made things so much clearer. 
And so that is why I'm here to talk to you about your values, because the process of clarifying our values can be difficult because it can be a time where we are kind of splintering off or making different choices for ourselves than our family. And maybe our family isn't on board with that. For instance, if we decided to have maybe our career or achievement be more of a value in our lives than, let's just say, family, um, and we chose to move away for a corporate relocation, um, I'm assuming for a parent who had, let's say, family as a core value, that would be a really hard decision and might not be an understandable decision. But the the great thing about values is once we're clear on them, it actually gives us an opportunity to have those conversations with family members on a deeper level. And I will also add, it also gives us the opportunity to have those conversations at work. And you're probably sitting there like, what, Natalie? Would I really have those conversations at work? Absolutely. So, you know, in my coaching practice and in our group coaching program, the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab, we actually do a couple of weeks of work on values and we dive in deep. Um, So I'm going to be kind of giving you a general overview of what that looks like. But, you know, getting clear on your core values, we've talked about all the benefits and how it might bring up some stuff as you're going through this process. But like I said, the the core value in understanding your values is it becomes the compass for the rest of your life. So how do you do that? How do you figure out what your core values are? Well, there's, you know, obviously we have a practice of that in our coaching practice. And like I said, in our Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. And, you know, what I invite you to do is just sit down and write down the things that come to your mind. I do invite you to narrow it down to three to five, preferably three core values, because I would guess that a lot of the words that you end up choosing um, probably have the same type of meaning, and you could probably group them in categories. So if you start to find similarities between the words that you choose, um, you know, that's quite honestly where the, the help of a coach comes in, because we can we can easily see those similarities and those connections, and we can help you narrow down those three to five core values for yourself. Um, But you can easily do it on your own. And the key is, is to really think about, you know, what does it mean for you to narrow down those three? And I also invite you to think about what possibilities does getting clear on your core values open up for you? And I would imagine there's a whole list of possibilities. And what would it be like for you to have a clear compass of what's next? How much better would you feel if you knew you were making decisions easily and quickly, and most importantly, with clarity and confidence? It's the one thing we always talk about in the leadership lab. Um, It's in all of our marketing materials and it's on my website as well. It's just, you know, getting that clarity and confidence to take the next step. The core of that is finding out what your core values are. So 
Um, after you kind of narrow down your your top three values, the other thing is, is you want to talk about how you're going to incorporate them into your life. And this means really what Brene Brown calls operationalizing your values. So thinking about, okay, so I've identified these three words. Let's just say one of them is love. And then you're probably sitting here saying, well, Natalie, if one of my core values is love, how do I, okay, I I know how that may show up in my personal life, but how do I, how do I implement that at work? I can't go sharing with people like, oh, one of my core values is love. Well, I would invite you to think about, you know, how does that show up at work and how can you relay that at work and feel comfortable about it? So, for example, love may show up at work for you as servant leadership. And that may show up as you being a good team player. That may show up as you really caring about the mission and the purpose of your company. And the great thing about it is your version of love, both at home and at work, is completely different than someone else's version of love. So another great example is creativity. So someone else's version of creativity may look like standard creativity of, you know, in my free time, I I dance or I sing or I listen to music. And to someone else, creativity may mean in their personal life, they're coming up with creative solutions to family problems. And they are creating, I don't know, maybe recipes at home. Maybe that's their version of creativity. My daughter is a huge baker. And so uh, that's what I was thinking about. I don't find myself creative. Um, My husband disagrees with me, but um, I don't think creativity is a huge strength of mine. Um, I think I I talked about that on the podcast episode with um, David Chislett because he talked about creativity and he actually really did stretch my mind to embrace what creativity looks like and also that it is a skill and it's something that you can strengthen. So I love that episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. He is such a great guy and I absolutely loved that conversation. So anyway, back on topic. So you're going to take your core values and you are going to really identify and make some clarifying statements about what that means to you, both at home and at work. So I wanted to share an example of how this shows up in my work with clients. And I had a kickoff call with a new client. Um, She is younger. She is a mom of a two-year-old. She's in her early 30s. And the background is she was having some difficulty at work. She has a boss that is not very supportive and is kind of doing some things that are really out of line where she had to end up going to HR to get um, some resolution for one of her associates that she was managing. And it's just creating a lot of conflict for her internally at work. So there's not really a lot of external conflict, but there's a lot of internal conflict. And when we started talking about it, we always kick off with values work. And 
what she realized is we did the values work in the very beginning. And then over a period of three weeks, because we haven't been working together that long, over a period of three weeks, she realized how much her core values were getting triggered at work by this situation. And one of her core values is integrity. And for all intents and purposes, her boss was really acting out of integrity, which was so powerful for my client to realize because prior to our conversation, she didn't know why this situation was really just internally tearing her apart. I mean, she was really struggling with it to the point where she was like, you know, look, maybe I need to find a new job because this is this situation is really bothering me. But what was so powerful, again, is we got solid on her core values. She realized integrity was one of them, as well as love and also family. So love, family, and integrity were her top three. And what she realized is that at work, the way family shows up for her is very much through her team. So she is very protective of her team. She treats them like a family. And likewise, they all have a very close relationship. Love for her was showing up at work as servant leadership. And she really has just a a true, genuine love for her associates that work for her and a love for the mission and the purpose of the organization that she works with because they're a very mission-driven organization helping society out and making a big impact. And so she didn't want to leave the organization, but like I said, this situation just kept grinding on her and really triggering something very deep in her. And what happened was, is after we were able to identify her core values, she realized, like I said, over the period of about three weeks, that she was able to understand what was happening in the moment. She was able to understand what core value was being dishonored. And the power of that understanding was that she could pause and think about how to respond logically, knowing that it was an emotional trigger. So we get, I mean, we go back to EQ and, you know, all of our, our reactions. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode, which I did as well um, with Sabina Anthony, where she talks about emotional intelligence But like I said, just having that understanding of what was triggering her helped her deal with these situations in a much more less emotional, less triggering way at work. And she was able to respond strategically. She was able to respond logically. And she was able to respond in a way to end up getting what she wanted because she wasn't reacting emotionally. And she just talked about how freeing knowing these core values were to her because they really became such a compass for her. Like I said, she had considered leaving the organization, but she realized that this organization actually fits within all three of her core values. It just was her boss that wasn't. And so now we're working on clearly identifying next steps for her that will help her make progress with her current leader while also achieving her her personal goals and objectives at the organization. 
And that's been great. And the other thing is, is we really took a look at how her core values were playing out in her life. And, you know, it's one thing for either organizations or for even us personally to have core values written on a post-it note or up on a poster on the wall in the boardroom. But it's a whole other thing to talk about as a leader, both at home and at work, about how do we as individuals, as families, as teams, as organizations, how do we actually integrate our core values into our lives and our organizations? And that's a whole other piece of work that we need to do um, for ourselves with, I actually suggest doing it with our families and also at work on our teams. So here's what that may look like. What it may look like is having clear, clarifying statements of, um, this is what my client did. So for each value, we started with her first. So we took a look at herself, her career, and her family. We started out with self. And for her, we talked about, okay, what does love mean for you? How does love show up as a core value? What does love mean as you're living love every day? And, you know, some of the things she wrote are, you know, it looks like me being kinder to myself and more compassionate. It makes me not judge myself so harshly. Um, It gives myself, it's me giving myself permission to not be available all the time, to say powerful no's, to really, you know, having love for myself is setting up boundaries and having limits as to what I say yes to. I think that one was so powerful for her specifically because she was really overextended. You know, she's a young mom. She has a two-year-old on her hand. She's working remote. She's trying to, you know, daycare is closed because of COVID. And for her, she was saying yes to so many things, but she realized that that was not a way of showing herself self-love. Some of the other things she said is, you know, being able to read without guilt setting doctor's appointments. Um, You know, here I have these medical benefits and, you know, I'm not doing my well woman exam. I'm not doing my mammogram and I'm not getting my eye appointment taken care of and or my regular dental cleaning. And so for her, being clear on what love looked like and how that was going to show up for her every day meant that she was going to start taking more action on those things in her life for herself. We talked about also what happens if these things aren't honored? Like what happens if love isn't honored in your life um, for yourself? And, you know, what showed up for her is like that leads to a lot of panic attacks, anxiety, burnout. She gets cranky. It's hard for her to focus. And she and I asked her, you know, when when your value when you're honoring your values when you're living self-love every day what does that feel like and you know some of the things she shared were she feels more energized she feels more like herself more in alignment um she is the the wife that her husband fell in love with and i share this because this is the deep work around values that can be so meaningful. And I'm just touching the iceberg here because, like I said, there's so many different layers 
of understanding your values. But at the end of the conversation, what she said to me is, I am so, so glad I've done this work. It has made my work easier. It has made my personal life so much more clearer. I'm not feeling overwhelmed anymore. When I wake up in the morning, I have a clear direction and intention of what needs to be done on my list of you know 200 things to do every day. I'm really clear at what needs to go to the top. And you know those are the things that are in alignment with love, that are in alignment with integrity, and that are in alignment with family. And the other things either aren't a priority or I need to rethink why they're even on the list. So my friends, I share this because this is the power of getting really clear on your core values. And I will tell you, this work is, you know, it, it can be difficult. Not always, but it can be difficult. I highly, highly suggest doing it with a coach because if you're doing this work and you're making these kinds of changes in your life, it's really easy to slip back into old habits, into the should ofs, the would ofs, and I should be doing this because everyone else is expecting that from me. Instead of, let's say, showing yourself self-love and saying a powerful no. And that's where a coach can come in and talk to you about these specific situations and also help hold you accountable to living out your values until they become second nature, until you're doing them habitually and you don't need the help of a coach, which actually is the end goal. The end goal is to uh, to really you know, stand up and do it on your own because you have that foundation underneath you to support you with the knowledge, the practice, and the accountability that coaching offers. So I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you have any questions about getting clear on your values, I would be happy to help you. Be happy to jump on a 30-minute call, a free discovery call with you to talk about how you could get clear on your values and what that might look like. And obviously, would be happy to talk to you about engaging in coaching. I do have spots in my one-on-one practice, and we are also filling our January cohorts of the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. And if you don't know what the Leadership Lab is about, um, you can log on to www.womenleadingpowerfully.com and all of the information is there. So you can reach out to hello at leadingpowerfully.com and we would also be happy to jump on a call with you to share with you all about the program, what's included, and the benefits of doing 12 weeks of work on yourself. I will tell you, the transformational changes that we've seen clients make through 12 weeks has been phenomenal. And you'll be hearing more from the women in the lab as we have uh, a few of them on future podcast episodes in a few short weeks. And I can't wait to have them share their experience in the leadership lab with you. So on that note, I wish you and your families a happy, healthy, wonderful Thanksgiving. I am full of gratitude that you show up week after week and listen to this podcast. 
And I'm also so thankful for the the ratings and the reviews on the podcast. And I just really can't thank you enough. I, I feel very fortunate and very humbled by everything that is in my life right now. And I'm just really going into this holiday while it is very different. Um, just really grateful, I think, for things that maybe I might have missed in previous years had it not been COVID. So I wish you all the best and we'll see you back here next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.